Hey friends, let's go back to the 90s with our new book, Mixtape Theology, 90s Christian Edition. It's part devotional, part retrospective, and all awesome. Rediscover the wonder of songs like The Great Adventure and Jesus Freak as you uncover their spiritual significance. But you know, we couldn't just give you a book without some 90s Christian cheese. We've included some original comics and hilarious retrospectives. Michael Tate of Newsboys and DC Talk calls mixtape theology the ultimate nostalgic throwback, and Michael W. Smith calls it a great read. Mixtape theology will have you falling in love with these songs and the gospel all over again. It's nostalgia served with a side of renewed faith, and it's available now at Amazon and Walmart.com. Now, back to the podcast. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Mixtape Theology, where my mixtape partner, Dr. Ashley, and I look at the theology behind our favorite 90s contemporary Christian music and poke fun at 90s Christian culture. I'm your host for this one, Rachel Cash. Today's episode, we're going to be looking at Michael W. Smith's song, Secret Ambition, from his 1988 album, Eye to Eye. Yes, that's right. I said 1988. Please forgive me. I discovered this song in the 90s by watching its music video. So if you haven't seen the music video for Secret Ambition, I highly recommend it. It's pretty good. Uh, Secret Ambition was also included on his first decade greatest hits compilation that was released in 1993. So I'm going to cheat and include it here in our podcast episode. This song was written by Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith, and Wayne Kirkpatrick, a trio of prolific songwriters for sure. And the lyrics of the song reflect on how so many in Jesus' day completely missed who he was and what his plan was. The lyrics go like this. His rage shaking the temple, his word to the wise, his hand healing on the seventh day, his love wearing no disguise. Some say death to the radical. He's way out of line. Some say praise be the miracle. God sends a blessed sign, a blessed sign for troubled times. And the chorus says nobody knew his secret ambition. Nobody knew his claim to fame. He broke the old rules steeped in tradition. He tore the holy veil away questioning those in powerful position, running to those who called his name. But nobody knew his secret ambition was to give his life away. This song says that Jesus's ambition was to die and give his life away. And the lyrics say it was a secret. So I think this song might be referring to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. In this letter from Paul, Paul repeatedly contrasts the wisdom of man versus the wisdom of God, the spiritual from the natural, and the superiority of the hidden wisdom of God, which is Christ crucified. So with that context, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 through 10. It says, Yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age, or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. 
None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. All right, so yes, what God has prepared before the ages, his ambition, so to speak, was something that was a secret and hidden wisdom. In verse 9, when Paul says, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him, is a reference to Isaiah 64 4. So, why then is it a secret? Why was it hidden? Well, Paul tells us that human wisdom just can't understand this mystery. It's simply unfathomable, according to man's wisdom, that God coming in the flesh to suffer and die was the way in which he would be glorified and save us. No, we can't see this hidden mystery. Paul tells us that this hidden wisdom of God cannot be obtained or understood on our own. So let's explore that thought a bit more. In John 18, Jesus tells Pilate, his kingdom is not of this world and that he was born to testify to the truth. In contrast, Pilate, an example of an earthly leader, retorts with, well, what is truth? That exchange between Jesus and Pilate highlights the clear contrast between Jesus's kingdom and man's kingdom. We can't even recognize the truth when it's staring us in the face. It's almost like we are roaming through the night to find our place in this world. But that's another song. Scott McKnight wrote a book called King Jesus Gospel. And in it, he says... Even though Jesus did exactly what God told him to do, neither Israel nor the Gentiles around Israel accepted him as Messiah. This theme consistently reveals that we are all usurpers and we don't want something telling us what's best for us. We seem to be incurable usurpers. What the usurpers and descendants didn't know was that Jesus was actually entering into their usurpations, and the death they deserved for their sins. He was dying their death. He was shouldering their sins and punishment due their sins. And he was absorbing the just wrath of God against all sin. What they didn't know was that God could reverse their usurpations and reverse their death and start all over again. What they didn't know was that this way of dying as a servant was to become the only true way of living and making peace in the world. What they didn't know was that the cross was the crown and that power comes only when it is surrendered. They didn't know this. No one did. Not even Jesus' closest followers. What the usurpers didn't know was that they had met their match in King Jesus, who was about to usher in an alternative kingdom. End quote. I think this just goes to show how incredibly different God's kingdom is from man's kingdom. God's kingdom is so incredibly radical that it just doesn't register with any of our expectations. Yet, 
Jesus fulfilled all of the scriptures. He wasn't calling for a new religion. He was calling the Jews of the day to simply follow what the scriptures already said. In John 5.39, Jesus says that scriptures testify of him. In verse 46, Jesus says that if they believed what Moses wrote, then they would believe in him. Jesus isn't pulling a switcheroo. That's not why it's a secret. He's embodying perfectly the will and law of God. So how do we come to know this secret ambition, this hidden mystery ordained before the ages? Well, the answer is back in 1 Corinthians 2.10. God reveals this wisdom to us through his spirit. For us to understand Jesus's secret ambition, it must be revealed to us by the spirit. So if you are a believer and a follower of Jesus, you can thank the spirit of God for revealing this truth to you. And if you are praying for someone that you love to know Jesus, pray that God would send his spirit to reveal this secret ambition in the heart of the one you love. Studying this passage from 1 Corinthians just renews in me a thankfulness for the Spirit of God, a thankfulness that God planned this from before time began for our glory. What an incredible King we have in Jesus. He is so good. Luke 19.10 says that the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. His secret ambition truly was to save me and to save you by giving his life away. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Mixtape Theology. I hope you will take some time to listen to Michael W. Smith's Secret Ambition and extra points if you watch the music video. I hope that as you listen and watch, you will be filled with praise for King Jesus and his desire to save us. The Mixtape Theology Podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. Find more Christian music-related podcasts at newreleasetoday.com.